We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks it in This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, April 23rd, as the NBA is in the middle or kind of towards the end of some of the first round of the playoffs. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network, dailythunder.com, and I am your host for tonight, Jacob Niffen. Got my guy Taylor with me. Just want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Jacob and Mr. Other Jacob, JD, for holding down the fort on Wednesday. Um, why I almost got completely destroyed. New home, I almost got completely destroyed by a tornado. Uh, okay, seriously, the path. Um, let's see. If I, here we go. Well, probably not going to be able to see it very well on here. <laughs> Anyways, this uh, that red circle at the end is our neighborhood. The black right before it is where the tornado stopped. That's wild. Very wild. So uh, somebody was watching out for us tonight. Anyways, shout out to Jacobs. Jacob Squared for holding it down Wednesday. You got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> We've got Justin Peabody here. Hello, everybody. And shout out to Taylor for broadcasting his place of yeah. residence to the entire world. <laughs> somebody can freeze yeah. it. Zoom in. <laughs> please, internet, please dox Taylor. Yeah. We've also got Nick Crane was... with us tonight. Next question. anti I, I don't i don't know what the next question is i don't have another question i wasn't even a question he's trying to get his own hook jacob uh has not go. covered the team long enough to remember that that's a very historic line it, i know what it's from <laughs> don't act surprised you should make your uh your sign on <laughs> for the podcast a different Russell Westbrook quote whenever they were asked about if he and Joel Embiid were cool. Mm, probably remember shouldn't. that quote? <laughs> probably shouldn't. Just just uh, appreciate that my my intro is not 
a minute and 12 seconds like Taylor's was tonight. Touche. Well, gentlemen, Sam I'm Presti had a press conference. I'm seeing how Nick to stay up before his early, early flight. Sam <laughs> Presti had his press conference, which was much longer than a minute and 30 seconds. It was actually two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> Nick, I believe you exactly. tuned into the entire thing. Uh, I haven't found a free two hour and 20 minutes to sit down and listen to all of it. I listened to a lot of it live during my lunch period. I uh, I read a lot of the quotes. So just wanted to spend a few minutes here because this is the last kind of piece of Thunder availability, Thunder media from last season that we haven't got a chance to talk about yet. So thought we would start with that first and see if anybody had any thoughts, feelings, opinions, epiphanies, learn some new vocabulary terms from Sam Presti and his two-and-a-half-hour media availability. I don't know if I felt like we we directionally learned anything about what they're planning to do, short-term or long-term. Um, I guess the a lot of it was more confirming suspicions we had or like things we've talked about on the pod where it's like, oh, Sam actually does think that way. Uh, most notably when asked about like free agency and you have cap space, what do you want to do? And he basically said uh, the token, we will look at everything, but historically it's not been a way that we've really improved our team made big splashes. However, we do look at some of the unorthodox ways, which we've seen mm-hmm. with Kimba Walker and Al Horford, et cetera. I don't think the Thunder are in a position where they really want to do that kind of thing today as currently built, but um, it does make you, kind of wonder like could the thunder thunder be part of like a three-team deal to move a big contract or like use that space in a way he, he describes space as an asset which mm-hmm. is completely true um just maybe not something that that most people think about at the surface like cap space is not just something you go spend it can also be leveraged for That's sure he talked about I, oh go ahead justin i i was gonna say i i thought that was interesting as well uh, like you said, kind of confirming things that we'd talked about. Nothing nothing too surprising. The thing that I thought was a little surprising was hearing him talk about how he viewed the season and basically said, like, we had a month where we overachieved. <laughs> like, yeah. I was honestly a little taken aback by that comment. We like, I don't necessarily months. disagree, <laughs> but like, yeah, we weren't a 500 team, but we had, you know, a, a really nice stretch that made it seem that way. I think that is very interesting to hear from his perspective because I don't know that, you know, the way the season ended and and the way that it went down, I feel like most Thunder fans are probably like, yeah, this is a 500 team. Like this, this is who they are the next year, like going to be hosting a a first round playoff series. I think that's why he said what he said. Exactly. Tamper your expectations. That's what I got too. He was pumping the brakes uh, furiously with that. We're not even a 500 team yet. Yeah. I just, I find it amusing. It's crazy. So his, yeah. his quote was, we're still not a 500 team. I think we had the makings of a team that can be good. We squeeze a lot of, of improvement into one year. We have to understand there's a lot of work to do. Now, granted, on the flip side, he did mention um, that this particular group of guys has a chance to win a lot of games. They can win a lot of games together if they choose to do that. I talked about the second mountain. We're stirring that sucker down. Uh, but he brought up the not yet a 500 team multiple times to multiple yeah. incorporate that into multiple answers. Um, definitely trying to temper those ex- expectations like you guys mentioned. It's not going to work. 
No, but <laughs> not I at all. It. Not at all. Especially when he says uh, that uh, Chet may be playing summer league. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't told... see that he did not say he did not say Chet might be playing summer league. What he, he said, said is it's not the off the table. And Which it depends. Speak. But then when he follows it up with, we've got to see where he's at. There's still a long way to go. It kind of depends. That's just the cop out, right? Like if he wasn't going to play summer league, you just say, uh, we don't know if he's going to be ready at that point. And you leave it at that kind of did. He left the door open. I think intentionally, I've been telling you guys for freaking months. Now this man is playing summer league Friday night, Las Vegas, Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama. We will be there probably with shirts off. It's going to be a blast. Um, Chet it, on how, how can Chet and how can Chet and Wimbenyama face each other when they're on the same team, though? Oh, fair enough. Nothing. No. All right. Is Jacob dead? he missed it. He missed it. I said, Chet. How can Chet and Wimbenyama face each other at summer league when they're on the same team? So it's a enter team scrimmage. Thunder versus Thunder <laughs> Shoot on Friday night before the game. <laughs> um, one thing that I found interesting was his talk about draft assets. Um, Sam Presti, big fan of analogies, talked about you know having too many draft picks is like walking in the store with too much money. It's not a problem. <laughs> he also talked about not cashing them all in at once and not like buying paint for the house that you haven't yeah. bought yet yeah. and not knowing what color the paint needs to be. I get that. He also mentioned like wanting a clearer picture of what some of those picks are going to be. You know, is that Houston pick going to be a 50 50 coin flip on fifth pick or you don't get it? Or is it going to be like a a pretty good chance it's going to be like five through 12? You know, I I think those types of things, understanding those, you don't want to trade that Houston pick right now thinking that it's going to be like pick 10 or 11 next year and it end up being pick five or do you cash it in while i'm just i'm counteracting what presty said like maybe maybe that is the right time to cash yeah because what if it doesn't convert and it just ends up being two seconds you know i think that's another really good point that was Um, a really good question from barry trammell uh to your point nick that's kind of what he was getting at and jacob i love the the house analogy that he used buying the paint for a house like what do you say um You'd rather wait to see where is the house? How much paint do I need? What color? I'm, I'm going to have blue paint. Like it was hilarious. I kept going on and on. But I think to that point and to Barry's point that he was getting with, with the question and even Presti's point with the answer is the fact that I think Presti is so good at capitalizing and striking when the iron's hot, when these, these assets are at their peak value. Um, and so that's why he wants more clarity, you know, what's the neighborhood like, right? That would be the CBA, uh, the new TV deal. And then obviously getting more clarity in, in regards to like you were getting at Jacob, just what are these picks actually going to be? But also like not to Nick's point, not waiting too long to where maybe James Harden has a, a revival, you know, it has a huge year in Houston for whatever reason. And that pick's not valuable anymore. I'm just spitballing, but um, I don't know. I, I found that interesting as well. You kind of provide some really good insight there. Uh Oh, lost Jacob again. Uncle Jacob. I'll, I'll go to my next one while we while we wait for him to get back. Um, SGA. There was multiple comments from multiple people talking about like the level of detail that he trains at. 
I think that we, when we think about like summer and getting better in the off season, it's like this guy's in the gym 24 seven, yada, yada, yada. Um, talking about Shay though, people, people are like how, how targeted he is attention to detail. Like he, he finds these three, four five things that he really needs to improve on and just hyper focuses on that. He's not just going to the gym, playing pickup, shooting around. Like he, he really dials into certain things and we see that. Um, and so I think that like the attention to detail and working smart while also working hard explains the significant jumps we've seen from him every single time there's like a, a two month break in action. I think you see it on, you know, there, there was a video that always like sticks in my head from last summer of him. He's on like one knee on like a, one of those like balance balls. And he's like, doing some weight training and like catching things and like doing all this on like one leg on an uneven surface. And then you see things like late in that Pelicans game where he's driving to the basket and takes that like super awkward sideways step back and just drains a basket. Like those two things are connected. Core all that balance and, and strength and core training in the off season is what allows him to be so herky jerky and off kilter and get off these ridiculous angles as he's driving to the basket. Like I you're dead on that. He's a, he's a, um, a master at that in the off season for sure. Uh, I thought Sam had some interesting quotes about J dub as well. And just the, the type of player he is, how much he came on this year. And I forget the exact quote, but basically if he continues to play the way he plays and, and, put the level of attention and detail into both sides of the ball like he did this year, that in three or four years, it's going to be a uh, a really, really, really positive thing for this team. And he just, he seemed very, very high on J-Dub, which is encouraging yeah. to hear. That was Shocker. Cool. He Almost like, uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but I mean, again, for it to be reaffirmed to, to you by the, by the general manager and totally right. you know, he having he, him say he, those things is... He could have tempered it just like he did with the we're not a 500 team. Could have been like, well, he's a rookie, you know, like right. long way to go. He yeah, he could have said, nice you know, wasn't, wasn't showing up on the scouting report, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the just the way he talked about J-Dub, like yep. you can tell that he's very high on him. Totally. He was definitely holding back a little bit of uh, uh, maybe optimism is the correct term there rather than excitement. But still, that's a it was exciting as a Thunder fan to hear Presti kind of reaffirm that to your point. Yeah, I think, too, one of the it was a question that was kind of a loop de loop and it was super insightful sounding in the moment. And I listened back to it and I was like, I don't know how much I actually got from this, but he was asked about like the draft evaluation process and he got into like quantitative, qualitative, like soft skills versus like on-court. Right yeah, it was it yeah. was all over the place. That was incredible. Um, but <clears throat> taking that back full circle, we know that that Sam and his staff are one of the best in the league at evaluating talent. That's been proven across the board. Go look at their draft history. Um, he was asked about Oos, like what he sees from him moving forward. And while he kind of touched on everything that we've we've talked about since he got drafted, um, he didn't focus on like he's 6'10 or 6'11. He can play all these positions. He can do this, that, and the other. He's got a three-point upside. He talked about like the, the ability to process the game, which knowing Sam and his staff, if they've seen something that makes them think let's trade three first rounders for this guy because he processes the game at a level that you need 
to be super effective at the NBA level. Like, just goes to, to further confirm, I have zero doubt that Usman Jang is going to be a fantastic player, even if his rookie season was derailed by injuries and, and J-Dub overshined him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That just makes me pumped for what he could be long-term. Definitely. That that quote was big to me as well, Nick. Just if he if he can already process the game at a high level, and now you're just waiting for the speed of that game to slow down and, and his body to fill out. I mean, I, I think two guys on this team that are often kind of overlooked because we forget about them down that stretch of that final month, um, Jang and Poku. You know, two guys that are like somewhat similar in stature and you know, somewhat similar in play style. And I think those are two guys we forget about a lot that have a opportunity to make a really big impact on this team. He also mentioned uh, Poku and his development early on this season. And I kind of like the way he phrased it. Um, I think he was calling out podcast and uh, you know, like us and, and writers who kind of do these kind of segments, uh, do these kind of um, articles but he said if you were to look at like the first 30 games of the season one of the biggest storylines in his opinion would have been Poku's development and his impact and um, he, he seemed very excited and optimistic about Poku in those quotes as well and then again just kind of talking about the optimism I think that Sam has for this team in general I hadn't really thought about it in this way because I just kind of digested that uh, <laughs> that two hours, 20 minutes and segments. But um, he talked about Josh Giddy very highly. He talked about Lou Dort very highly. We always can get into all those players as well. Um, but I thought those poker comments were interesting and, and probably tells us what's going to happen this off season when it comes to negotiations with, with Poku's, um, what would it be his extension, I guess? Yep. Yep. He will be extension eligible this year. Um, Anything else on Sam? I mean, we could probably oh. sit here and write a damn yeah. dissertation over that two and <laughs> a half two hour, hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> he talked about giddy. Um, age, is, age is not a number or age isn't a number after kind of thinking it through. And then mentioned some big impact plays he had. Uh, one was, I think, a steal in, or was a rebound in Chicago. I can't remember now. Uh, I think one was like a big play he had against the Celtics. I thought that was really interesting. Basically talking about how he's ready, how he, impacts the team at such a high level already at such a young Taylor, age. Let me, let me tell you what Sam said there. Josh got that dog in him. <laughs> that's, the exactly TL, right. that's the TLDR. Josh got that dog in him. Yep. He Man, talked a lot about physicality and how this team became a nasty. more physical team. So that's what I was going to mention. He wanted more of that nasty t-shirt idea. He wants that dog in him. <laughs> he wants that. Thunder got that dog in him. Um, and then what was oh, Lou Dort? like completely went out of his way, even with a disclaimer that like, I don't usually do this, but, and it goes into like how, if people don't have Lou Dort on one of their uh, all NBA defensive teams, they obviously aren't watching this Thunder team. I thought that was well, Let me tell you something. Sam's going to think a lot of people aren't watching this Thunder team because <laughs> I don't think Lou's getting first or second team all defense. Agreed. Not that he wasn't good enough, but. Um, Agreed. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Yep. Let's yeah. do it. Let's take a quick break. And then on the other side, we are going to revisit our preseason bets. Oh, dear. Maybe we'll pay some off tonight, too. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Gentlemen, one of my favorite podcasts of the year is our preseason bets podcast. We typically do it about a, a week before the season begins. We're all sipping the Kool-Aid <laughs> high as hell on the team <laughs> after they beat the dog piss out of uh, Fenerbahce or, or some the overseas Adelaide 36ers. team. The Adelaide 36ers. Just high as a kite. Who was it this year? Maccabi? Yeah. I think they, yeah. and they also played, did they not play Adelaide this year? They did. Yeah, okay. They did. Yeah. 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 We come up with some wild bets with some wild payoffs. And I think it's a good snapshot of how we were feeling about the team back then. So I have all of our bets here. Um, I have kind of divided them up by theme. So I wanted to talk about some of them and then just kind of revisit what we were thinking at the time. Did that come to fruition? Uh, we can obviously talk about the bets themselves, but then also just some of the context behind them. Very disappointed those cowards, uh, J.D. Silva and Kami are, are not here to show their faces tonight. I agree. I agree. First thing I noticed listening back to that podcast, we were all sipping the Trey Man juice. Oh, oh yeah. We were sipping the juice, boys. The Trey 1K juice and the uh, Poker Nectar. Here are the Trey Man bets. Um, Justin yeah. bet me uh-huh. that Trey would shoot 39 plus percent from three on four attempts a game. Yeah. Uh, Kamiar bet Nick that Lou Dort would have the same three point percentage within 1% of Trey Man. And Kamiar bet Silva that Trey Man would average no more. Then seven points, two rebounds, two assists. <laughs> and I remember with that one specifically, we were like, whoa, Kamiar, like that's spicy. Yeah. Like, that's that's so pessimistic. Kamiar, you're so pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive it into like who won and lost these bets and the payouts and all that, um, let's just kind of revisit our preseason Trey Man thoughts, where they came from, why we were so high, how the season played out, and how we feel about Trey Man moving forward. I think a large part of it was in training camp interviews. The the classic question is like, who's stuck out to you in training camp so far? And everyone was like, Trey Mann. Like, that dude's mm-hmm. taking a step. Like, he looks good. And so we naturally were like, yeah, Trey Mann's going to have a huge jump this year. 
I, I think that's where it stems from and, and came back looking stronger, spent the summer in Miami At media day. He like looked like a legit six, five, you know, jacked kind of up and coming guy year two. Here he comes, you know, late in the season was balling out at 30 at the that's garden. You know, it was, it was, yep. it was the perfect buildup for this kind of a bet to look super, super easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's exactly what you said. Those moments late in the season, um, the garden performance, obviously, but like, especially down the stretch when the thunder were pulling some more tank levers, that that was the time where Trey got to shine a little bit and you started to see what he was capable of. And then you hear those comments in training camp and it's like, all right, let's go. Trey man's going to be the guy this year. And I felt like for my bet specifically, like, 39%. I was trying to push the limits a little bit, but like he he was showing a shot, man. Yep. Like it felt like he was finding it. And it felt like this team, if you can find a consistent shooter, it's gonna do wonders. Just the problem was his name was Isaiah Joe and not Trey. You know, I do wonder like if Isaiah Joe hadn't been picked up by the Thunder or yeah. hadn't been cut by the Sixers. I think Trey's season, which is sad for him, probably looks a lot different. It looks totally different. Agree. Yeah. At least, at least he gets more opportunity. Yeah, and he—that's kind of what he was alluding to. I think mm-hmm. um, his post-game comments after his his big game he had uh, in the season finale, and everybody set, and then his exit interviews as well. He kind of alluded to that, like, "Yep, the opportunity wasn't there." Is a little frustrating. Uh, and then he clarified it a bit, and it's in his exit interviews, not blaming anybody necessarily, but I think you're onto something, Nick. The Isaiah Joe thing really threw a a curveball, and Trey missed. Uh, trajectory with this team but i will say like one thing that i mentioned a lot last season what i wanted to see from trey man moving forward was uh, we knew how elite he was with self-creation and be able to get his own shot off particularly particularly from three like you mentioned justin but he needed to become a better catch and shoot three-point shooter and when you have guys like giddy and shay and even dort and obviously now you add in j-dub he really has struggled to do that um, and then I think the other big thing here, obviously, is defensively. Isaiah Joe showed more effort, more defensive IQ, I think, on the other side of the ball, which gave him, you know, the, the confidence in the coaching staff to play him over a, a player like Trey Mann. Presti's talked a lot about, like, we're going to bring guys in, let them compete. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And I mean, yep. right. Trey can be upset at the lack of playing time, but you got to earn it. Yep. And Isaiah Joe earned those minutes over him. So. You want them back? Go have a good summer. Come back and play better and earn them. You know, I I, I don't want that to sound harsh, but those are Presti's words. Yeah, agreed. You know, and also like they, just they are going say... to bring guys in, let them play, let them be competitive, and may the best guy rise to the top. It's just kind of how it is. You say a player may not make it, or you know, should be cut. Whatever the case may be, like we could. Uh, sorry, you guys froze there. I was making sure it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I could see Trey Mann being a player specifically who could go to a, another team, be traded to a new situation and thrive there yeah. compared to like maybe a Baisley where unfortunately it hasn't really worked out for him in Phoenix so far. Um, Trey Mann could absolutely be a candidate that could thrive on another team in the right situation, but might not be this one to your point, Jacob, he can't do those yep. things and improve. All right. So let's visit the bets. That first one, Justin mm-hmm. bet me mm-hmm. that Trey Mann would shoot 39% on four attempts per game. Trey shot, uh, let me get it right here, 3.8 attempts 
per game. So really close. We'd probably round that up to four, Justin. I would agree. The bad part is he shot 31.5% of them. <laughs> so you you missed the percentage cutoff yeah. by It was seven. like a, a couple weeks left in the season. I was doing the math, and I was like, listen, guys, there's seven games left. If Trey Mann goes 75 for 75 from behind the arc, I can still win this bet. The so payout. There's a chance. <laughs> the payout for our bet, Justin. Uh-huh. And this was your idea. I remember it well. Thank you. Was the loser has to run a 1K in honor of Trey 1K in an outfit of the winner's choice. Mm. Mm-hmm. So oh, I have one. You are going to have to go on a one kilometer run. Thank goodness it's only, thank goodness I had the foresight to only make it a 1K. And an outfit of my choice. Uh, So I will research some outfits and... uh, Do you need like an inventory in my closet? How are we doing this? um, You're pretty adaptable. Uh, Last year you had to recreate a Shea Tunnel fit (laughs) and you did it superbly. really good bets pay out. (laughs) So uh, I will find a payout for you, uh, an outfit for you to run your 1K in. Noted. Okay. Um, the other Trey Man bets were Lou Dort will have the same three point percentage within one percent of Trey Man. Uh, Trey Man, like I just said, shot thirty one point five percent. Lou Dort shot thirty three percent. so that's one point five percentage points so better. That means uh, who was Kamiar made that bet against Nick. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was talking crap saying like Trey Mann's going to be really bad like Lou Dort from three or if he thought that Lou Dort would be really good. Lou Dort would be really good and expected Trey to be like a 38, 39% kind of guy. It's a good question. Well, regardless, yeah, in the back. regardless, Nick, you have won this bet. I have. Uh, Kamiar has to deal with the repercussions of his own actions, <laughs> which is... Uh, he said the loser would have to eat 10 corn dogs and then go work out. Oh, I'm glad that's not me. Buddy. So Kamiar is going to eat 10 corn dogs. Better, and wait go for get... a, better wait for a Sonic 50 cent corn dog day to pay that yeah, one off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's only five bucks in corn dogs, and he's got to go to Planet Fitness and get on that Stairmaster machine. He's going to everyone. have Don't a go to rough Fitness day. day. Yes. <laughs> um, the third bet was... Trey Mann averages no more than seven, two, and two. Trey averaged seven point seven, two point three, and one point eight assists. Oh my gosh. That's tough. <laughs> so Kamiar did so win tough. that bet against Kamiar a psychic? <laughs> Maybe. How did he get that so is this close? man setting lines in Vegas? Like, what's going on? So they will sort out their uh their payout here in a while. Um, is there not a payout on that? No, there is. That's the one where someone has to stand on the street corner with a sign. <laughs> yes. So Silva and Kamiar can sort that one out. A, uh... <laughs> the next big thing I noticed from our preseason bets pod was Taylor kind of already mentioned it. Not only were we sipping the Trey Man Kool-Aid, but we were high on that Poku Nectar. Yeah, buddy. We were high on that Poku Nectar. Here were the Poku bets that we had. Poku starts 70-plus games. That was a bet that Justin made with Taylor. Uh, Poku and J-Dub combined for three-plus triple-doubles. That was a bet that Taylor made with me. And Poku will lead the team in total blocks. Mm -hmm. That was a bet that Silva 
made with Justin. So just rewinding, reviewing a bit, preseason Poku takes, do we feel justified? And obviously the injury plays a massive, massive role in this one. That was my first thought, like going through this is these actually seem pretty good still in hindsight. Mm -hmm. We just didn't get to see it come to fruition. I agree. The starter bet is a, is a layered cake. That's like, not only are you betting that Poku is a permanent starter, you're also betting he barely misses any games. Buddy, a month into the season, That's I fair. felt great about this. I'm sure bet. you did. I was like, yes. How many guys on the team? How many guys on the team this year played 70 games? I'm pulling I was up. gonna say, Justin, that might have been my reason for taking you on yeah. this bet. Not that I wasn't high on Poku, Dude, but yeah. because it's only so- five guys played 70 games this year. See, <laughs> similar to me saying Trey Mann would shoot 39%. You gotta keep these bet shows exciting. If I'm like Poku will start 35 games, like nobody's gonna take it. Who cares? Poku will start 70. That's what gets the people going. And I believed in it. Fair point. And, and now you're paying the consequence. And now I have to pay for it. But I still stand by the fact that I think it could have happened. Yeah, would have. I mean, he I was a full-time starter. Hey, I went back and like was re-watching some Poku highlights. And I mentioned it on the show Wednesday with JD, that game that he had up in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, legit the Poku good. Nectar stuff was legit. Like, yep. the being able to, to grab the ball off the rim, push it up the court, make the correct pass, connecting the floor from one side to the other. And defensively, guys, I go back frequently, like, in thinking of this Poku season, to that double OT game in Oklahoma City versus Milwaukee, where they just JRE was healthy, J Will was healthy. Um, they had other guys, and they decided we're gonna have Poku play post defense on Brooke freaking Lopez. <laughs> yeah. And he held up. Like yeah. he did good. Um I don't know how it would work, but I'm still not convinced that Poku and Chet aren't the starting front court next year. Obviously, that pushes somebody to the bench, and I don't know who would go to the bench. Depends but on who you draft there. Number 12. Offensively, Poku just kind of fits everything they want to do. He's a ball mover. He's a high IQ player. Does he still do some of the Poku shit? Yes. But, but it's way more constrained. Yes. And the good like heavily outweighed the bad yep. this season. Agreed. Hey, tying this into an, uh, our earlier earlier segment about Pressy's exit interview, he mentioned that Poku will be playing for Team Serbia this summer, yep. and he also kind of went into detail about like, you know, guys like Lou and Shay playing for Team Canada, and just teams playing or guys playing for their national team. Kind of depends on where they're at in their development, which is probably why he was happy not to see Poku play for his national team up until this point. Yeah, uh, but now I think it's very much a positive for him. Something mm-hmm. for Thunder fans to kind of keep an eye on this summer. He, it's more experience for him, and how does he look post-injury? He did say they have no jurisdiction over whether they play or not, yep. and I think the speculation when Poku didn't play, was it last year, the year before, with Serbia, was that um, he was not allowed to. So I think he that was a very clear squashing that bug uh-huh. comment by Sam. He's like, I yeah. talked to y'all once a year. <laughs> I may not have been able to get this out last year, but like, let's get this straight real quick. I don't have jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. They do strongly they, consider yeah, correct for sure. Yeah. Correct. If my boss came to me and said, <laughs> I can't tell you that I don't want you to take this vacation, but it's a very important time for us. And I yeah. would love for you to be here. Yeah. Probably staying. Yeah. 
Screw that. You got paid time off for a reason. Take that vacation. That's <laughs> <laughs> well fair. All right. Let's revisit these Poku bets. So the first one, again, was Poku starts 70 plus games. Uh, Justin, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You lost. Yeah. Taylor, you won. The payoff is that the loser has to play a game of pickup basketball <laughs> in a Pokemon outfit. Oh, dear. Justin, yes. good news for you. Uh-huh. Um, our guy, Daniel Bell, at, is it at Basketball Guru on, I think so. on Twitter? Basketball Guru D. Basketball Guru D is setting up some media pickup run in May. Oh gosh. What a great time a great for you to take a, a Saturday a Saturday up in Oklahoma City. We'll get you your Pokemon outfit and you can get up there and hoop. We'll get a video of you blocking Daniel yes. in your little Pikachu or your Charizard right. outfit. Uh, and we'll post it to social media. Incredible. I don't think Daniel will play if he sees Justin out there in a Pokemon costume. <laughs> we'll make I, it. I genuinely think he's everyone like, just not doing runs that. when I come come onto the court and I'm like a Charizard outfit. <laughs> we should just make Justin like not able to communicate in that game. He can only just say the Pokemon name like the no, like mascot. He's got to be yeah. mute like a mascot. Char, he can't char. talk. He says to use his hands and like. <laughs> It'll be like, a blast. In the corner, like, waving my arms wide open. Squirtle! Squirtle! <laughs> uh, the Splashes next one three. was... Where's this Poku bet at? Poku and J-Dub combined for three or more triple doubles. This was uh, an idea that Taylor concocted. I believe that the two of them Think combined for zero triple doubles. <laughs> Real so close. zero. Which means Taylor owes me... A triple patty burger. Ooh. So I might be the loser here. I'm gonna get like have a heart Your attack. Arteries. I'll trade you. As, no, I'm good. As much <laughs> as this bet flopped, I do think there's one cool thing to think about when it comes to this bet is how many teams in the NBA do you think a local pod hat podcast host would be willing to make a bet that two players that primarily play like three, four, five would combine for any triple doubles. Yeah. Yeah. It speaks to the the way the Thunder are building this team. Or it definitely speaks to Taylor being an idiot. One of the two. (laughs) Well, Poku had, but two the year before. (laughs) No, no, definitely the other. other Thank you, Mick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, hey, we can, uh, we can make that happen together or I can send you uh, money. That's an easy one. Definitely. Yeah, we can. You live like two miles away. We'll, yeah, we'll go we get make a burger. this happen. Awesome. The last one was Poku will lead the team in total blocks. This was a bet that oh, JD made against Justin. Um, oh. The best payout of the entire bets series. Uh, loser has to change their Twitter pick to Poku for a week, and they have to recreate the Poku draft night photo <laughs> of the Serbian family at the dinner table. Yes. Yes. So Justin doesn't get any ruling in what I'm about to ask. This is on me, Taylor, and Nick. Whoa. We have three what? people here, so uh, we we will break any ties. Okay. I thought Hope we didn't play the game. Twitter sphere. Oh, we could do that as well. What's the question? Uh, Poku is going to lead the team in blocks. No, but like, what? What do you? What are we breaking he, a tie he on? Led so so here we go. In blocks per game. Blocks per game. But not Poku one point three. Shea 1.0. Nobody else had one. 
So if we go by per game, he uh, it's it, it's Poku, it's Poku. If we go totals, um, Poku is what was at... the bet? The bet was that that Poku would lead the team in blocks, blocks. but no details. We didn't we didn't we didn't specify. We, we didn't say specify. total or per game. We, well, that's we didn't a, even think that's about a it. Flop by us. <laughs> so next year we're going to change that. <laughs> even uh, with Poku playing literally half the games of Shea, and Shea is a guard, so that's shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, but Poku had 43 blocks to Shea's 65. Okay, my my vote, and I feel very strongly about this, is that it should be total blocks. If you think about anybody, like that, that's like saying Kalikzakis was third on the team in scoring last year when he played four games and averaged 18. A- like, no, that's fair. Thank you, no. Nick. You don't, you I don't, was thinking... look at the best players in the league. You look at like their body of work. If a player, if Steph Curry can't average. 50 and 10 the first week of the season tears ACL on MVP. doesn't work like that. Nick feels very strongly. Yeah, about that's this. stupid. Why would you like go by per game? Tell us how you really I agree. Feel, yes, but we know like we wouldn't have made a bet about Georgios, whatever. Uh, but this like is a conspiracy. The, the principal who led, who, who led the team in blocks this year shaded. That's probably what Justin was getting at with this bet. That's fair. And, okay, you know what? If okay, to that point, um, if just I yes, still who, winning, who, who bet, wins? Taylor? My bet's effective. So if <laughs> I was going the other way, but I think you're right. I think you're right, Nick. If if we are saying that I still win the bet, that Poku started at less than seventy games. That's right. Like he probably would have if yeah. he could have stayed healthy. Totally, we totally. probably have to use that same yep. justification here. Yep. yep. All right, Sorry, JD's got to do a. Uh... Like, yes, JD's gonna do the photo. Let's also probably watching this at home right now. Just pissed. Let's also consider the corner with a sign for yeah. How incredible he's gonna have to take charges and take home. Silva is going to look recreating that poker draft night picture. (laughs) We should make him buzz his head. Should be enough to sway your vote. Yes. (laughs) All right. Next one. Uh, We had some Josh Giddy bets. Not as much as Trey Man. We were all very high on Trey Man. And apparently not as high on Josh Giddy. Hey, last night I came across the video of Josh's dunk in Summer League. Yeah. Nick, do you remember? Like, we yeah. were together when that happened. Yeah. And, like, we'd lost our minds. That was yeah. an awesome play. Then we saw uh, we saw the guy in Vegas three days yep. later because he, he flew in with Philly to play in their second Summer League. The Josh Giddy bets we had. Um, Nick bet Kamiar that Giddy would have 40-plus blocks. Uh, and I bet Justin that, that Giddy one. would have 15 or more triple doubles. Also a good one. You know what? Can I get a, give some background here? Yeah. Going into the bets pod, I had written down like the things I wanted to bet, and it was Josh Giddy 30 blocks. Then I got caught up in the heat of the moment. Yeah, kind of like Justin. He's like, you, you got to get people what they, what they want. want. Right. So in the moment, I threw out 40. I, yes. the, I need to go back and listen to the pod. I maybe even said 30 and moved it I to 40. But I definitely wrote down 30 and then ended up going with 40. And now I'm like, well, shit. Here, here we are. <laughs> you would have hit. You got to bait. For what it's worth, Josh Giddy had 31 blocks. Boom. That so if you would have stayed at the 30, you would have been safe. I don't know. Um, I don't think any of us were biting on it. I think that's why you went up to 40, if I remember Maybe. correctly. I think so, too. I went 15 that's plus awesome. triple doubles. Um, I don't know how many near triple doubles Josh had. 
Dude, like so many double doubles, and then within one so or two. Many. But it was a lot. He was close, um, but he fell woefully short. I think beginning of the season, kind of like revisiting this entire season, we were kind of worried about Josh at the start of the year. Wasn't closing games, wasn't playing well. Um, the can Shay and Josh coexist questions were coming up. I felt like Huge our podcast really did a good job of like pumping the brakes on that and saying like Josh Giddy hasn't even played 60 NBA games yet. Like give it some time. Yep. How are we feeling about Josh now? Um, Age is just a number, baby. Yeah, I was going to say I'm I, I, very optimistic. I think that yeah. – and then the fact that we saw what we did all season. Great, I don't have numbers pull up in front of me. There's plenty of time this offseason to do that. But then to kind of see it all like come to an exclamation point, that, that not final game, second to final game uh, against New Orleans in the play and win, right? And Shea – and Josh both doing their thing, impacting the game at such a high level, playing off each other. That was the most exciting thing for me yep. was seeing them play off each other there towards the latter part of the season. Again, when Shea was back healthy and then um, they're not that Pelicans game, like some pick and roll action. I mean, this is what I was hoping for. Um, I couldn't be more excited and it just makes me more and more curious about Josh's fit long-term on this team in a very positive way, right? Like, can he bulk up and play the four? Granted, he'll still be hand- handling the ball plenty, but like, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see what he looks like with another offseason under his belt. For Definitely. context on the close ones, he had nine games with at least nine assists and nine rebounds. He had 13 games with at least eight assists and eight rebounds, oh. and 19 games with at least seven assists and seven rebounds. That's crazy. So, so close. Not very close. Kind of close. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't call that very close. Having 15 triple doubles, he had a lot of games in which he could have triple doubled. Yes. Yeah. Um. Real quick, some stats on Josh. From I, I tweeted this a couple nights ago, but I wanted to talk about it on the pod. Last year to this year, okay. The the growth. He played uh, 22 more games, basically the same minutes per game. He took two and a half more shots. He shot like six and a half percentage points better this year than last year. From three, he shot six percentage points better. From two, he shot three percentage points better. Points went from 12.5 to 16.6. So he jumped four in his points per game. Steals pretty much stayed static. Blocks stayed static. Um, Assists took a slight 0.2 per game dip. Uh, rebounds are basically identical. Uh, free throw percentage went up by two percentage points. Uh, free throw attempts went up by half an attempt per game. So the rebounds, the assists, the steals, the blocks all stayed the same. The turnovers went down. The efficiency made a big jump and four more points per game. Why doesn't Josh get talked about as much for the year one to year two leap in comparison to some other guys. Yeah. Parks, he struggled early. Like, I think if you, as impressive as his sophomore season was, if he removed the first month or two months, like it's probably bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very impressive season for Josh. Agreed. And there's the whole, sorry, Justin, 
you're probably getting at this, but the Shea jump, uh, additional jump into superstardom from, you know, quote unquote, all stardom. Uh, and then J-Dub and his yep. impact, I think, as well. And the fact that they kind of play similar roles for the team. I think that, that that's a reason also. that That's exactly what I was going to say. I think he probably got overshadowed. There were there were more exciting storing storylines on the team um, that that probably showed him up, but very impressive, especially like you said, like the more the season went on, the more comfortable it seemed like he was. Mm-hmm. I think very exciting as you head into the summer, very exciting as you head into year three, um, and then very exciting as you add somebody like Chet Holmgren, who I think mm-hmm. unlocks a whole new dimension to his game. That that's going to be a lot of fun next year. I think it'll unlock a lot, but I think it's. Josh has said himself he's not a very good lob passer. Time to learn, buddy. I, that's what yep. I'm I, th- I think that's been like t- to his credit. There's been no one to lob it to to mm-hmm. get better. Yeah, but there's been a couple times this year he's like thrown a pretty bad lob pass and post game he's like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not a good lob thrower. Yep, he's he's gonna have a lot of experience, and I think that adds, you know, one to one point five assist a game just having a lob. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so. The 40-plus blocks, Nick, you lost to Kamiar. You just owe Kamiar some hot wings. Oh, thank God. It's not a bad payoff. <laughs> Considering <laughs> what some of you guys are doing. <laughs> Sounds boring. good. Boring. <laughs> Double or nothing? The giddy 15-plus triple doubles that I bet Justin, I have lost. This is my favorite payout. The payout Personally. was, if it was below the 15 triple doubles, However many he got, I owed Justin that many boxes of Tim Tams, like packages. Uh, yes. So, Justin, I will get on Amazon. I will order four boxes of Tim Tams. Yes. I will have them sent to your home, uh, and then you will have to take a picture with them. I was really hoping for, like, 14 boxes of Tim Tams when I made Just this four. Bet. Just four. But I'll take four. Uh. All right. The other bets. I just put everything else into others. Um, Kings make the playoffs. Hey, and the 16 season Boom. drought. Uh, Nick, you fired this one off against Kamiar. Uh, the payout is the 12 hour hot dog challenge. <laughs> Wait, if time up before you continue, <laughs> did I say they'd make it or miss it? Make it. You, you oh, said thank they'd make God. It. Yes. <laughs> and none of us wanted to take it because we all had that one, and Kamiar yeah. was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so yeah. I think this bet is basically. Kamiar has to just like sit in one spot for 12 hours, but each hot dog he eats, he takes an hour off the time. Yep. Like we'll, we'll pick it. We'll pick a restaurant. I don't know if you guys have like Coney Island and OKC or like some place that has hot dogs and he has to be there for 12 straight hours, but every hot dog he oh. eats subtracts an hour. Off Diamond dogs. Can't Diamond dogs works mm, great. There you go. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's either like you, your pain is sitting there for a long time or your pain is eating hot dogs to attract your hours and getting out of there early. Yes. I wonder if he'll just raw dog them. Easy. Like no buns, (laughs) no toppings, no no chili. No way. You gotta gotta halfway enjoy it and get some good dogs. Maybe like one. And then after that, maybe just Joey chestnut, just water, you know, just. Okay. We're going to not, do those expressions and animations just clip on that video no audio no context <laughs> Me and Jacob. have you guys ever seen hershey wood the hot dog shooter no uh, <laughs> in honor of in honor of this payout we gotta show the people oh, this no. is gonna be really good because we're gonna show it and it's gonna show up on the podcast 
um, and people won't it's see like the video. They're just going to hear are the we, audio. Are we going to get? Are we going to get copyright shut down for showing something that we're not allowed to show? All right, I won't show it. Thank you. <laughs> Uncontested listeners, maybe just you can go tweet, tweet the link. Tweet the go link. YouTube. Hershey <sighs> Wood shoots a good dog. I am dropping it in the chat right now. This will this. this will be Kamiar. Have you guys I not seen not, this before? I will not be no. watching that. I, I have no idea. Physically, will is. not be watching that. The link is in the chat. While I finish talking about the bets, go watch it real quick. <laughs> Let's get the live pod reaction. Um, uh, you realize they one. can't watch the pod live and have another video yeah, playing what are you at the doing? same time. You're sending them. Away You're removing our listeners them. to go watch something else. They'll come back. <laughs> not after they watch it what the dog doing what the dog Dang. next one Dang sga makes the all-star team hey oh this was kind of a hot take bet from me doesn't look too hot in hindsight nick has already paid this one off i just need mm. to go clip the audio we did hey. have we had a question in the chat early in the pod uh from kieran it said which pod did nick incorporate all-star oh yeah already paid off remember. good point I don't know what you're gonna. Um, I don't know what you're gonna clip either, because I literally dragged it out the entire thirty minutes. I know. I'm gonna take each already. word and I'm gonna oh. imprint it over the song. But it's oh, gonna your sounds voice. like uh, a chore. Please, please agree. spend hours doing that. I am. I am okay. very proud of this. I think it was the first post game post All Star. It was. I, I just don't so. remember which specific episode. Why do I, I feel think like you clipping every word? And that is gonna be worse than me it's actually having to pay off the bet. Yeah, it's a fair point. It was well done, by the way. I I, I, I enjoyed it. Hey, Kieran, watch the hot dog shooter. Oh, oh God. God. See what you've that. done. All right. Uh, we're not doing that anymore. Next one. Uh, I bet Nick that OKC would end the season with the fourth best lottery wow. odds. Wow. Sad boy, Jacob. Um, hey, this was a good bet because if I lose it, it well, if I won it, we had a chance at Victor. If I lose it, we had a good season. So I'm okay with it. The payoff is uh, I have to buy Nick lottery tickets. Uh, the amount of lottery tickets is equal to the number uh, draft position, the okay. finale, which is 12. This is fun. Yes. So, Nick, nice. do you prefer 12 actual lottery tickets that have like 0.000001% chance of winning the lottery? Or do you want scratchers? Give me scratchers. Okay. Yes. Uh, I will need, send you I will we, send you money. You go buy scratchers. Okay. We need content. And then scratch them off and uh we'll we'll make like a video or, or get a, yes. a Twitter post or something. Deal. Perfect. Sweet. Love it. Next one. Call me our bet Taylor that three different OKC players oh. will take part oh. in All Star Weekend. This Another good one. one. My three OKC one. players appeared at All Star Weekend. Two on the, what do they? They don't call it the rookie sophomore challenge. Rising, Rising stars. stars. Rising stars. There we go. And then obviously Shea in the All Star game. Should have been four. Agreed. Should have been four. Is Should have been five if Jet didn't get hurt. <laughs> All shit. Send the whole team. Should have been six if Poku. Did. <laughs> kidding. Um, the payout on this one was something about you impregnating your sister. 
Uh, Not so literally, you, just to be clear. <laughs> context, context. You have to make a statement. You don't actually have to impregnate your sister. I have um, to uh, remake basically the the Barstool Sports yeah. famous TikTok that they made, where I uh, yeah, that I have to go up to different groups of people and like personally do it, which makes it worse than like the guy so who was yelling it from a balcony. Ugh. Silva bet Taylor. Um, that a major one. sports publication would put oh. J Dub in the top eight of a redraft. Never mind. Wrong one. I'm thinking. Of. Um, yeah, that happened early. I lost yes. that one quick. Yeah. Uh, so this is. I mean, J Dub. J Dub ended. They haven't released rookie of the year votes yet, have they? Oh, it's no. Tuesday. Okay, so we'll see if J Dub ends second or third. My money's on second. Um, shout out to the one guy who lives in Salt Lake City who voted Walker Kessler as Rookie of the Year. Uh, probably, probably prevented Paulo from having a unanimous Rookie of the Year. Good stuff. Um, this is the pot. <laughs> this is the the payoff where Taylor's going to have to eat a rotisserie chicken live on the pod. Yes, with his hands. Gonna get some buffalo. Get some uh, some barbecue. Maybe some ranch. You ever been to Medieval Times? Yes. I know what you're talking about. I have I not. think that's the style we're thinking about here. Rip off yeah. some legs. Yeah. Like the oh. guy uh from um uh was it Game of Thrones that was always like munching on the chicken leg? Bobby B. Or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is what I'm thinking of. I think Jacob's oh, okay. the one that should know this. This is true. I'm thinking around. I'm, I'm remembering Baratheon, I'm but... remembering the hound eating chicken and saying, I'm gonna eat every effing chicken in yes. this place. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Don't that's worry. what Justin's referring to. <laughs> the last bet, my favorite bet that we did. Taylor bet Silva that Jay Will will have more thunder minutes than blue minutes. Well, injuries happen, and Jay Will started a majority of the season and got way more thunder minutes. Than blue minutes. So the payoff is we have to go to a game next year, probably a preseason game. I think we need to go to like the first one in Paycom. And JD has to set up in the concourse and take charges from fans <laughs> as we film it. He's got to do three of them. <laughs> it's I have going to be volunteer oh, to, so to, uh, to call the charges blocker charge. I think here on a, Post game not too long ago. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. I, I cannot want, wait for this one. I want Silva to like draw the charge while holding a beer and it like go flying, <laughs> or like holding a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> yes, it's going yeah. to be incredible. One of my favorite payouts. That's a good one. Ever. What if I go in? I'm like, feet were moving, block. <laughs> You're gonna call a lot of blocks on him. You got to do it again. That way he's got to do it again. Incredible, Kieran uh, coming in clutch. I was just googling it, but Kieran, oh yeah, Denethor. Kieran hit it. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. That's going to be Taylor well, on Kieran. the on the pod. It's going to be incredible. Going to be incredible. I'm happy about that one. Not so so we got some awesome, one. some awesome payouts uh, that we will have a lot of content. We'll probably post on social media, maybe some, like some YouTube shorts and stuff of the payouts from these bets. We did a good job paying out last year's bets. Uh, so we will continue that again this year for your viewing pleasure. All right. You guys want to hit some around the association before we get out of here? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I don't have 
sounder capability because JD isn't here. So, uh, <laughs> Taylor, you want to do us the honors? All right, that's good. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Biggest surprise in the playoffs so far. <laughs> um, is it fair to say Russell Westbrook? It's not a team, but I, I think. Yeah. I mean, Bur- there's Birdie's no rule balling. on surprise. Birdie's I think that's balling. a good one. I think as rough of a season as he's had, like he's looked really good, put the team on his back. They're still going to lose, but it's nice to see the national narrative soften a little bit. You know, people, it had gone too far. And I think people are kind of recognizing like he can still ball in, in certain situations. I think he'll, he'll probably end up, um, you know, a lot like Allen Iverson when all things are said and done. I, I really appreciated Kevin Durant and CP3's comments post game the other night of like, that was it's cool. fun to it's fun to dunk on Russ, but like once he's out of the league, then you'll you'll really say how you really feel. And I, I think that's kind of how AI was late in his career. People love to take shots at him, but now that he's been gone for a while, I think people really saw what he did for the game. I think Russ will be the same. I love the way he did to this this past game where when neither of Kawhi or um gosh when a PG were playing I mean just <laughs> really awesome uh, impressive stuff from Russ and definitely I agree I agree completely I think that's probably the the correct answer but I do have another one that like maybe not even a number two maybe like a 1.5 I think it's pretty close I was super excited for this series guys the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks and the Knicks have gone up as of t- as of today Three to one. Yeah, um, that's a big I don't one. I have the stat pulled up in front of me, but the the Cleveland Cavaliers are like, uh, are being held to like ninety points per game, something ridiculous. Yeah, really, really impressive stuff from the Knicks. Jalen Brunson's been huge. Yeah, They're getting I contributions saw a stat today. all across the board. I saw a stat today that when Mitchell Robinson's on the floor, the Cavs' offensive rating is like seventy six per hundred possessions. That's that's wild. nuts. It's insane. Wild. Um. I'll go with the Bucks. I know yeah. Giannis is out, but being down two one in, in the yeah the one eight matchup, not what I expected. Yeah, especially well, you stole my now, answer for now, the next. Uh, Oladipo's Ola out. <laughs> Oladipo's out. Um, yeah. Tyler Hero's yeah. out. So maybe that starts to shift. Totally true. Um, so that was uh, biggest surprise, biggest letdown in the playoffs. I just piggyback piggybacking off of you. Mine's obviously the Bucks, and granted, I get it. Like. The injuries have sucked this playoffs. Uh, it's been a great playoffs regardless, but I think it's pretty much been headlined by the Giannis injury. Hopefully he can make it back. But gosh, I mean, this team's going to have to make it to the second round for him to even be able to make it back unless he comes back here at the end of the series. Um, so I'm with you. I, I, I think my biggest disappointment is the Bucks, who I pretty clearly had in the, the, the finals coming out of the East. Also, I hate that for Depot. Just quick aside. Yeah, just for brutal. sure. Yeah. You also kind of uh, stole my biggest letdown, Taylor. <laughs> Sorry. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, it's tough. Not look great against the Knicks. Credit to the Knicks. But I think, you know, we've talked about it before. I've used the Cavs as like my future Thunder crystal ball for a few years. And it's like some like kind of secretly rooting for them to succeed because like, they're a couple years ahead of the Thunder in the in the rebuild rebuild status. Not so great right now. Things are not looking good in that Knicks series, and I, I'm surprised. I thought the Knicks would win this series, and I thought it 
maybe wouldn't even be super close. That's fair. Uh, disappointment. You guys got two good ones. Um, I mean, I thought without PG and now without Kawhi that the Suns would roll, and those games have been really close. You mentioned Russell Westbrook. Uh, makes me a little worried about the Suns playing Denver in the next round. Um, maybe my biggest disappointment is the amount of nut kicking and chest stomping yeah. that we've had in the playoffs no so far. Crap. Goodness. Uh, yeah, Should the charge wild. be banned from the NBA? Speaking of Pressy's yeah. uh, exit interview, I thought that was a great, great insight from Pressy. But updated yeah. conference finals predictions. Let's start in the West. Oh, we currently one. have uh, an update on the on the playoffs on the brackets. Yep. Um, we currently have the Timberwolves up 3-0 and winning. No. Sorry, not the Timberwolves. No, the Nuggets up 3-0 on the Timberwolves, <laughs> currently winning, probably Whoa. closing that out tonight. Yep. Suns up 3-1 on the Clippers. Uh, Kings Warriors tied 2-2 in an insane ending of a game today. Yeah. And awesome. the Lakers up 2-1. Probably should be 3-1 after you outscored the Timberwolves 35-9 to in the first quarter. Um, Dylan Brooks did not... not Did we lose him again? Oh, yeah, you yeah. lost me again. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Brooks denying an interview request after talking all the trash on LeBron. Incredible. And then punching him in the nuts and his team just getting absolutely blown off the side yep. of the planet is just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Dylan Brooks is maybe <laughs> the most that. annoying guy in the league. <gasps> um so that's where the West currently stands. What's your updated um, Western Conference <sighs> Finals prediction? I feel I... like I feel good about the Nuggets up top. I think, like you said, Jacob, like they have to play the Suns, the Suns, but you're feeling good about looked. that. I I think so. Uh, Nuggets have, are they're so impressive when they're clicking, and I don't know if the Suns can slow it down. And then on the bottom half of the bracket, this may be a hot take, but I'm going to say the Warriors. It's not hot. I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Same. See, that's. I feel dirty. Them winning that game against the Kings is huge. Huge. Hey, game My five. Issue. Game five back in the Golden One Arena is going to be, going to be in insane. Yeah. It's going to be. I, so awesome. on the flip side series. of that. Yeah. On the flip side of that. Warriors suck on the road. They have all year. Right. Mm-hmm. Can right. they win in that arena? And after a potential seven-game series, like they could yeah. be exhausted. These dudes are old. Let's call mm-hmm. that what it is. We're <laughs> seeing that some here in this series. Yeah. Shout out Draymond. Um, so I'm with you, Justin. I look what I've seen from the Suns. They're still getting it done. Even with some chemist, I don't want to call them chemistry issues. Um, just they haven't had that adjustment period. Getting KD back into fold, right, yeah. right. And we're still seeing KD throw up in a casual thirty, like we used to see in OKC. When you look up at the scoreboard, and it's like, and eh, KD's had an off night. Oh shoot, he has thirty-two. Or yep. Shea, present day, Shea has you know thirty plus, and feels like he's had a quote unquote off night. Um, for that reason, I'm still going with the Suns. I got the Suns in the West. Okay. Suns versus who? 
In the East, this one's nope. actually no, 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 no. Western Conference. Finals. Oh, Western Conference Finals. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, let's go. The winner, the Kings Warriors. Uh, I'm pick a team, you cowards. Warriors. Warriors. Give me the Lakers. I guess then you see your bracket. Okay. Ooh, I don't okay. want it. But give me the Lakers. I know. I, I feel like Anthony there, Davis is it. playing like MVP. Anthony Davis, and if he does that, they're very hard to beat. I don't see how the Warriors. Or the Kings would stand up to that team. It's going to be interesting. Maybe Memphis comes back and wins that series. Who knows? That's a good Who one. Knows. Let's shift out east. Um, Miami leads uh, the Bucks two to one. The Knicks lead the Cavs three to one. Seventy uh, Sixers swept. They're moving on. And then after tonight, the Celtics are up three one on the Hawks. How are we feeling out east? I think I'm still riding with the Bucks Ooh. on the top half of the bracket. Okay. Um, down below Sixers Celtics is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but as of now, Joel Embiid is hurt. Yeah, correct. Um, as of now, I think I'm going to stick with my my Celtics pick there as well. So keeping chalk one two in the East. That's what I got as well. All right. I'll get crazy here. Um, I love how New York is playing. Love how the Knicks are playing. <laughs> Could you imagine I, the Knicks made the Eastern Conference no, Finals? I think, no, I cannot. I think they're going to the do Garden it. Garden would be insane. Bing bong. Give me the Knicks <laughs> in the Eastern Conference Finals. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to pull it off. Uh, I have the Celtics coming out of the East. They just look solid, top to bottom. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Celtics out of the East, but... I'll get crazy. I'll, I'll go ahead and say uh, uh, Celtics, Knicks, and these Celtics, Knicks, love it. Nice, awesome. Well, guys, I think that's a it, that's a wrap for around the association. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the uncontested. We really appreciate you. Stay tuned as we pay off these bets moving forward. That's going to be a blast, and we will be back with you guys again this Wednesday night, nine p.m. Central Time, for a very fun show. We're going to do some off-season predictions. What happens with that cap space? What happens with the draft? The draft lottery? Do any trades go down? Do we get a video of Chet Holmgren dunking on Joel Embiid and pickup? It's going to be a super fun show, so make sure you tune into that. Have a great beginning of your week. We will see you Wednesday night. Until then, and as always, interrupt. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.